Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Amanda Man Games Podcast. This is episode 15 of my weekly gaming podcast where we discuss all things video games related. Tune in every Wednesday for new episodes and to support the show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links will also be in the description. So we have quite a few things to go over. Uh, I've also kind of pulled a lot of leaks and rumors. I, I shouldn't say leaks because that, we don't know if it's a leak or not, right? Because it's just a rumor at this point. But I don't know. After after all the information that's been coming out, after all the things that are happening in the gaming industry, you know, I just kind of felt, uh, I just kind of went on this weird deep dive, just kind of falling down this rabbit hole and just kind of looking into basically everything. I don't know what was happening. I was just kind of, I just... It was just one of those moods, you know, and obviously I just pulled a bunch of stuff from Reddit and, and, and 4chan and stuff like that. Uh, well, I think it was it was from 4chan, but it was pushed on Reddit, but whatever. Basically, you know, I just kind of pulled some stuff here and there. And I, I don't know, I think everyone is just craving for, for some next-gen information. I know I am, uh, you know, obviously in the spare time I've been playing uh, a lot of multiplayer video games. I need to kind of get back into playing more single-player stuff, I think. I think just because of everything that's happening, it's a little bit more fun to kind of just, you know, just almost almost just get on and, and play with your friends and talk to them. It's more about like catching up with your friends at this point, at least in my case, that's kind of what I feel like a lot of these multiplayer games have become. But yeah, like in the meantime, I was like, okay, I, I can, can I get some more information? Can I get something? You know, just give me, give me something next gen related. But, you know, so far it's been pretty quiet. I know Xbox and Microsoft have been picking up the slack and just kind of putting more things out there in general. But, you know, I, I, I've i talked about this before. I'm, I'm definitely I'm definitely more on the on the PlayStation side just because I grew up with PlayStation. I, I still love all the consoles, but, you know, it's just PlayStation was, I think actually Nintendo was my first console, but PlayStation was like my, my first, like, you know, real love. You know, I think I think Nintendo was, was a uh, uh, you know just something that was given to me it was it was almost like like an arranged marriage you know I'm, i come from a brown family i think it was just something that was put on me because that was what everyone else was doing i, I should not be making this comparison for whatever but you get what i'm saying you know it was just it was just thrust on me you know it was just put there but i was like but you know on the, on the other end i just i found my 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 real love over here with with playstation and of course after that i moved to the 360 and and now i'm like literally all kinds of gamers. So I don't know. I don't know what happened. I went from like a very, a, a pro, like, you know, a, a very strict kind of cultural thing to like just me kind of being like, yeah, I just play every, everything now. I, I, it's a very bad comparison, very bad analogy, but we will, we will go with it. So I'm going to first, I'm going to go into something that comes from Jeff Grubb. So now if anyone, uh, I don't know if many people know, but Jeff Grubb has been kind of, uh, he's from Venture, Venture Beat. I think he's a, um, an editor or a writer there. And he's been releasing a lot of stuff here and there based on his industry insiders and the inside knowledge that he has. Uh, of course, he's not revealing anything properly, but he is kind of giving hints, which I kind of love. You know, it's almost like you're kind of you're kind of solving this puzzle uh, in in a way. So he's been kind of putting stuff out there, and he posted something on Venture Beat recently, just kind of talking about when stuff will be revealed in light of the whole stuff that is happening with E3 and how E3 is not happening. Um, so he kind of talked about how Sony event has apparently recently, I, I initially it was speculated that the Sony 
uh, event for PlayStation 5 and everything like that will be happening early June, more like June 4th-ish, right? But apparently now, rather than being June 4th, it has just shifted to early June. So it's basically being postponed. We don't know if it's getting postponed up, like in terms of, is it up or down? No, basically postponed further down June. So like more like June 10th, June 9th, June 15th, something like that. It's still early June. I feel like early June is like until 15th, right? That kind of, uh, maybe, I don't know. But like, I think that's kind of what, uh, initially it was June 4th, but I think now it's going to get pushed between anywhere from June 1 or to 15. We don't know. Um, but of course, we don't know like why this is happening. Of course, we can kind of assume it's because of the pandemic and everything like that. But uh, if it's also because of other reasons like games are not ready, demos are not ready, I think Sony is very smart in terms of how um, they've been waiting to just kind of see the reception and everything that Microsoft got with their Xbox, the, the conference, like, you know, where, where they showed no gameplay, stuff like that. So maybe they had a plan for June 4th and then they realized that, oh, wait, we're going to be, we're, gonna, we're also going to have gameplay trailers here. We're not going to have like those proper gameplay kind of videos or, or, or playthroughs um, on, on, in this video or on this, in this event. So maybe now they're like, okay, you know what, let's push it back further. And t- t- they're telling all these uh, first party studios, most likely, I, I doubt they can say anything to, th- to the third party studios, but at least for the first party studio, they're probably telling them that, hey, can you please make a, a gameplay like demo of this or something, right? So we can have that for the event. So it's possible that might happen. On the other end, Microsoft, apparently he's speculating, will hold their event on June 9th or 10th. Um, and then apparently this will be more uh, looking into how the Xbox Series X will run in terms of in terms of consumer use, right? So I don't think there'll be a lot of games per se, uh, but it's probably stuff like the UI. Um, it's probably any, you know, quality of life things that they've done, any added features, stuff like that, they'll, they'll probably talk about. Um, and of co- and on the other end, they, the, the one last thing, which is surprising because Nintendo usually has like stuff here and there uh, popping out, kind of like we saw with Paper Mario, but apparently there's going to be no Nintendo Direct. At least there's no N- Nintendo Direct planned at the moment. And based on his knowledge as well, there's nothing even planned all the way until like August and stuff. So I don't know what that's saying. I, it, it is possible that this might want to be, it's not, it's not technically an off year because they did release one of the, the most, the highest selling best games of all times, uh, Animal Crossing just a while back. Um, but I think other than that game, I think they are kind of, and Paper Mario is coming out as well. And maybe some re-releases, right? Like the Mario re-releases. They might be just be like, okay, yeah, like we'll just re-release these games. We already have a big game that's selling like crazy. You know, let's let's wait. It's not like it's it's okay to have a year like this. The, Nintendo's bad year, if you look at it, in terms of how Xbox and PS4 has done in terms of exclusive, is still like comparatively a very very good year. You know, so I I think Nintendo is I think it's okay for Nintendo to take a year like that, especially in the in light of the fact that we have like all these like new consoles coming out and games like Cyberpunk and stuff like that coming out. It's like yo, I'm I'm okay, man. I, I I'm already struggling to play all the games my backlog that I have right now. You know, take your time. Um, the next article that we will go into is talking about the dual sense. So this is the the controller that was revealed for uh, the PlayStation Five and how it's gonna have like these these haptic feedback thingies. I don't know what they're called, but like these like these feedbackers. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's called feedbackers, but I'll call it feedbackers. So these hap- haptic feedbackers that are placed inside uh, these controllers, most likely they're like little tiny little gnomes or whatever, and they're just kind of moving around and 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 shaking around and stuff like that, based on what's happening in the game. But um, basically, this comes from Gaming Route. Uh, there was no author on this. It literally just said admin, so I have no idea. I have no idea who wrote it. But basically, it says, On a podcast hosted by former IGN employee Alana Pierce, 
composer Austin Wintory, game designer, developer Mike Biddle, and voice actor Troy Baker. I love Troy Baker, by the way. I was very fortunate to meet him in Australia a, a, a very long time ago. Um, they discussed the DualSense controller at the end of their most recent podcast. Uh, Austin Wintory, one of the developers behind Assassin's Creed Syndicate and Journey, talked about how music and sound effects called Foley in real life for Foley in real life for adding it to a game. For example, I'm just reading it. I'm, the sentence sounds a little weird, but uh, they just go out and record the sound of rain. Then they use it, use that same sound in their game. Bittle says, "All I'm saying, Austin." is you're going to love what they're doing with the controller on the PS5, the DualSense stuff. Bittle also states that he, that he has seen some demos related to haptic feedback, and he talks about how the PS5 controller will let you feel in-game rain with the haptic feedback. So if this haptic feedback is anything like what I have or what most people have with their phones, like even I think I have an iPhone X, and I think iPhone X has the haptic feedback stuff as well, right, based on um, when, you, when you press certain buttons or, certain buttons or um, I think it's certain applications, stuff like that. And it is really cool, right? It's like, it's even my, my, my Apple Watch is very similar in terms of how the feedback is different for when I get a text message versus when I get like a message on WhatsApp, when I get a message on something else. And I like, I, I, if it's anything like that, that's already very impressive. We've kind of seen something similar with the Nintendo Switch with the Joy-Cons. So I'm not surprised that this, that Joy-Con, and that, that was 2017. So this is three years later. So we can already imagine that the technology has developed further. And with... Sony, Sony's first, first parties at least pushing, being pushed to use this uh, uh, more and more, I guess, you know, especially because they want to show it off. I can imagine this will be quite revolutionary. I, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see what they can do. The main problem is how they can scale it, right? Because uh, first party is not an issue because first party will have, you know, like, uh, it'll, I don't think it'll be like, okay, you need to use it, but it's like, okay, like you're making it only for one console. So then at that point, the developers will do their best and try, right? To kind of fully use it. Um, whereas, you know, if you're making the new, like, Assassin's Creed Valhalla or anything like that, it will honestly be like an afterthought. Or uh, is it an afterthought or afterthought? Afterthought, right? It will be like an afterthought. I think that's, that makes sense. Like, basically, it'll be the same as a game coming out for PS5, or PS4 Pro and Xbox One X. And for the Xbox One X version, they'll obviously just, you know, up it, make it look a bit better. But obviously, you know, like, you when you compare it, it's like I, I was telling, I made this, I told you st the story like a while back when I compared the games between PS4 Pro and Xbox One X. And it's really hard to like kind of see that big difference unless you're really, really paying attention. You know, it'll, it'll be stuff like that where they have to kind of, they, they won't be able to kind of implement this in the Xbox One, uh, Xbox Series X controllers. So for PS5, it'll just be regular vibration, but just feels like a little nicer. It won't be like that intricate where if it's raining, they'll be doing that. If there's mud, it'll be doing something else. You know, it'll just be regular vibration, but just a little better, a little bit more refined versus if it's like a first per, a, a, a first party game, right? And of course, I could be wrong in terms of how third parties handle this, right? But that's kind of what I've seen most of the time. You know, it's not like you're seeing Wolfenstein 2 or Doom take advantage of the, uh, the uh, what's it called? Was it HD, HD Rumble in Joy-Cons and stuff like that? You know, it's not like, all these third-party games are really taking advantage of that, but just because it's, you know, it's hard to scale or hard to port from all this other stuff like that. So we'll see what it does. I am excited to see, you know, what Cory Barlog does. Uh, Cory Barlog, like, I, I, I love, like, he's, like, my favorite developer right now, other than him him and Neil Druckmann, of course. You know, so I'm so excited to, like, see what those developers can do, what, you know, what they can do with, like, Naughty Dog and Sony Santa Monica and stuff like that, and maybe even Hiro Kojima now. 
Um, if they make, a, I don't think they'll make a Death Stranding two, but if they make a game again with Hideo Kojima, you know that he'll he will definitely dive deep into like all this stuff, and that will be really cool. So I'm excited to see what they do and what what comes off this. But yeah, first party is definitely a, a big thing I think in terms of utilizing uh, the hardware, like especially Sony hardware properly. Um, so the next one, I I, I think I I wanted to get this like again rumor, just a few rumors um, out of the way first. So this comes from Reddit. Uh, obviously, this was copied from 4chan. Um, this is uh, on Reddit. This is from Pepe TR. Uh, so basically, it's just talking about, apparently, there's an event for PS5 on 11 June. So I just kind of wanted to put it just because, you know, that we had that thing with Jeff Grubb, who is a reliable source, like just like Jason Trier in the industry. And he kind of talked about how, you know, the, the event has been pushed for, for June and this one is stating that it's going to be on 11 June and it also talks about some of the games or some of the software that will most likely be um, announced at that event. So I just wanted to go, to go over it just because it looks so cool. I'm like, you know what, let's check it out. And if I'm wrong, I'll mention it here. If I'm right, this will be awesome. We talked about it already, you know, so everyone that's listening already knows what's going to be coming. Uh, so the first thing is apparently one of the first games that will be announced. And this is mainly first party stuff. Oh no, actually there's third party stuff in here. So I'll get third party stuff out of the way first because I think I think that it'll make it more interesting that way. So one of the first things is of course, Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath. So apparently Mortal Kombat will be uh, available on PS5, fully upgraded, everything like that. Um, and apparently will also have exclusive content for PSVR. I think Tekken did something similar when it comes to VR. So it's pretty interesting that Mortal Kombat might do the same. This makes sense just because we know that this is like one of the first times that they are releasing a proper expansion for their fighting games, um, NetherRealm Studios. So we know that there's no planned fighting game next year. Usually we get a fighting game every two years from them. I think this is the first time they might be pushing that a year further, right? And it might be because of COVID. It might just be in general because they're like, you know what? We want to take a little bit more time. We want to we want to give each of these games more time to breathe, right? Which is a completely understandable. So that would be pretty cool. It makes sense. They're going to bring it to PS5. I think all these games, fighting games, sports games, uh, games like Rainbow Six Siege, stuff like that will be transferring over to the PS5 either way. The next thing is Crisis Remastered. I mean, it says next-gen version of this title will be console exclusive to PS5, which doesn't really make any sense. But again, I, maybe they have some deal. I don't know. Um, uh, the other one is uh, Resident Evil 8, which we kind of talked about before. This will be on PS5. I'm like, okay, that kind of makes sense. Um, let's see. The, the the other one that's pretty pretty interesting into, into the third party is Crash Bandicoot, A Hero Reborn. So this title apparently is a time exclusive for PS5. It will be playable at launch of PS5. So it will be coming this year. Features more than 100 missions. Some are playable in online multiplayer. I don't even know how that works. Also expected to arrive episodic content during its lifetime. That scares me a little bit, but we can we, we don't need to talk about that. But new Crash Bandicoot game, I think it's a long time coming considering how well that series has been doing since its resurgence with the Endsane trilogy. I'm pretty excited for it. Uh, I was never really a Crash Bandicoot guy other than Crash Team Racing, which I really, really love even growing up. Uh, the Crash Bandicoot games themselves, I only played the ones that were that were kind of cross-platform or they were kind of everything. Uh, I didn't really play the Sony ones, initial ones, the one that were like kind of like Temple Run. I should say Temple Run kind of copied, you know, Crash Bandicoot stuff, but obviously like that's another thing. But never really played that. I tried that in, in Saint Trilogy and I, it's pretty fun. It's interesting. Um, so now, now let's get let's get into some of the first party stuff. This is this is the real, this is the real cool shit. So fun, one thing, of course, I want to talk about the one that I'm pretty excited about is Demon Souls PS5. 
So this will be called in the same name of the original game, full-blown full remake and has new missions. That makes no sense, first of all. New mission, like with the new bosses, that, that's gonna the one thing that made me question this, but I'm still gonna talk about it, whatever. It is expected to show power of the PS5 fast load feature, 4K 60 FPS, two people, two people, two people, two people co-op with no load time. So again, this also, what, what is, is that? Is that in reference to how we could possibly play Dark Souls 3 or Bloodborne, where you can kind of ring the bell and bring someone in to kind of battle it out with someone? You know, like, I, I don't know, just, just just like that thing, like, I, I think people were already expecting Demon Souls in some sense, and this is kind of got me excited, but just like the way it's worded, it just feels off, but I could be wrong. This could be actually what it is, right? And I'll be, like, proven wrong completely. Horizon Zero Dawn 2. So, this will be a big banger and opening game of show. Uh, name decided since Horizon Zero Dawn carries a strong brand name. Uh, apparently, there might be co-op in this as well. And it is expected to launch early March of next year. Like, damn. This is this is coming out soon. Okay, we'll keep going. We'll keep going. Spider-Man 2. Sim Symbiote's Menace. Second game by Insomniac Games. Early development for PS5. Uh, might have multiple playable characters. Which is pretty interesting. Uh, apparently, there's Daredevil missions. Which... I, I again see like as I'm saying it, I'm like this. This does not make sense. But whatever, whatever. We're gonna talk about it. There, there's four player online co-op, which I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know how that makes sense and like what what that means. Does that mean one person will be Miles, one person will be Spider-Man, one person will be Venom, and one person will be Daredevil, like stuff like that? Or or is it just four Spider-Mans going together in different like cosmetic costumes or whatever? I don't know, but Spider-Man 2, still pretty interesting. Doesn't doesn't have a release date or anything like that. Um, Grand Turismo Sport Redux. This is, I don't know, I, I don't, I, I'm not a big car guy or anything like that. Never really got into Grand Turismo. I really like Forza Horizon, especially Forza Horizon 4. So um, unless it's like an arcade racing game, I'm not really into it. So I, this is kind of expected. Grand Turismo just goes wherever PlayStation goes. Uh, there's a new project called Unknown Commander. Fully features dynamic RTS coming from Sony's partner studio. Will feature crossplay with PS uh, with PC. It is based on various historical timelines, but in style of Red Alert, which I fucking love. I love Red Alert. Red Alert One and Two. Oh my god, I played those games like crazy. I really like that. There'll be uh, this will be awesome. But let's see. I'm again. We'll, we'll see what it actually looks like. Um, uh, another project called Train Rides in Botimo Street. This is a new adventure game. Uh, adventure choose choose based visual game i don't know what that means it features uh like life no it's, i think they meant to say life like graphical features along with highly known actors from hollywood again like i don't know much about this we'll see what it's all about this is a pretty big one i think in la for me ratchet and clank mars and beyond this is an upcoming ps5 launch title oh my god please please be true i just want another ratchet and clank game after that amazing ratchet and clank game for ps4 um Features CGI like features on 4K 60. Other than that, there's like no other thing but launch title. Oh my god. Okay, the next one Silent, Silent Hill 2021. That's what it says. Made by PlayStation Japan. This is a show closer. Um, not other, no other detail other than the fact that it might come out in 2021. Like, what deal is going on? Because Konami owns the rights to that. Is this more of like Konami just hiring Sony and letting them make it an exclusive? And Sony obviously gives Konami a certain percentage or something like that. That could be pretty awesome. That could be cool, but we don't know. We don't know. And the last one that I want to talk about is Uncharted Lost Legacy 2, which is developed, not being developed by Naughty Dog anymore. This is developed by San Diego Studios. 
first fully co-op game by Uncharted series. Chloe and Victor Sullivan are playable characters. So Victor Sullivan, by the way, is Sully. It won't be a short game like the original. No multiplayer, but whole campaign is expected to be playable in full co-op. This could be fun. This could, I can easily see, just because Uncharted, you always have someone with you. Not always, but like in most games, you have someone with you. So it just makes sense that they, they made this game co-op. That, that's one game I could easily see being co-op. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, you know, hopefully it is true. I know like a lot of people in the, even in the chat were like, yeah, this is, this is just looks so fake and whatever, but I just wanted to bring it up. I just wanted to bring it up. This was just so cool. Uh, so fun. Uh, the next thing, the next thing, again, I, I feel like this, this, uh, episode is very targeted towards, towards me in terms of the, the stuff that I brought up. Uh, Bloodborne might be coming to PC. This is coming from Tala Amj Amjad from Respawn first. Bloodborne is a game that the Souls fan, fans love and adore and always appeal to fans outside of PlayStation. Since Sony is starting to bring some of its exclusives to PC, it isn't too far-fetched to imagine Bloodborne shedding, the, shedding its PS4 exclusivity. Uh, apparently, they, they got some information from someone that they have obviously not identified or, or kind of uh, made note of. But basically, that person told them that Bloodborne is currently in development for PC. I want to go ahead and get this to you, to you guys who love to game on PC. This could take 10 months or up to a year. To get announced but other sony games to pc might get announced first and this later if you thought that horizon was the only one coming to pc then prepare to get blown away but yeah do not take this as 100 confirmation and wait for official news but this is this is awesome um i had I, i've been playing dark souls 3 here and there recently and dark souls remastered on my pc so dark souls 3 on my xbox because that's where my save was and dark souls remastered on my pc right uh, having played Sekiro and Dark Souls Remastered on my PC in 60 FPS, going back to Dark Souls 3 is, is tough. Like, I can still play it, but, like, it's just part of me being like, can you just, I, I don't mind rebuying the game, just can you please just transfer my save somehow? You know, and Bloodborne had the same issue. Bloodborne had a lot of issues when it comes to the load times, uh, the game in terms of how it ran and stuff like that. It being on PC is, is oh my god, I, I'm, I'm just so excited because I love Bloodborne. Bloodborne was the reason I got into Souls game to begin with. And that allowed me to try out Dark Souls Remastered, try out Dark Souls 3, play Sekiro, which is one of my favorite games of all time now. You know, so I'm so excited that this could be a game coming to PC and it will be running well. It will be running properly and stuff like that, running at 60 FPS. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, the next article, the next thing is Scorn, which was announced at the xbox stage i think last week or, or the week before um uh, basically uh, this article came out that it's only possible on xbox or it's an, oh, sorry it's an xbox exclusive or xbox Series x exclusive along with pc of course so joe scrubbles from ign just kind of wrote talk, talking about the game uh, as to why it was an exclusive and whatnot scorn was one of the surprise hits of last week's inside xbox showcase it's blank storytelling and hr geiger inspired i have no idea what that is hr geiger um, inspired, isn't it something called Geiger Counter? Okay, whatever, sorry. Uh, inspired aesthetic standing out from the rest of Series X's third party, the third party slate. We've known about the game as a PC title for several years at this point, and it turns out that the lure of Series X for developers, App Software was the fact that a console version could now match the vision it has always had for its PC project. It was about bringing it in line with the PC version, says game director Lujo Bomir Peklar, when I when I asked what the thinking was behind releasing Scorn for the new Xbox, we don't want to make any compromises and Series X certainly enables us to do just that. I can see this being a, a problem more and more in the future. Uh, it does not in any way mean that it's not going to come out on PS4. Uh, we've seen that with the Nintendo Switch. You know, a, a lot of the developers come out and release games on only on PC, Xbox, PS4. 
because obviously the, the graphical power that they hold. But then, you know, they release it in, on Nintendo Switch later on only to find how successful that game was on the Nintendo Switch. It's because I think the attach rate on Nintendo Switch is just, is just crazy. People love buying games on their Switch, right? And rightfully so. So, like, but I, 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 can, I do understand this kind of mindset that, you know, if, if the Xbox Series X is as powerful as the hardware kind of sh- shows or says it is, it only makes sense that they are kind of fully utilizing all the power that they've kind of put into it all, or, or the, all like the basically the vision that they had with the power that they, they are able to use and are able to kind of put that on the Series X as well. Um, does, again, like I said, doesn't mean it's not going to come out on PS4. It's very possible it will. I, I think this is more of like, you know, a marketing thing as well, similar to something we will talk about when it comes to the uh, Unreal Engine 5 and PS5 thing uh, and Tim Sweeney, of course, kind of talking about it and all that. But I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited either way just because score does look pretty cool and I love that kind of like horror, horror-esque kind of uh, atmosphere and stuff like that. It's been a while since I've played a good horror game. I think the last one was definitely Resident Evil 2. I, I played Blair Witch in between that time, b- between Resident Evil 2 and now, but Blair Witch just, I don't know, it just didn't feel like that. It, it just didn't hide the right spots, I think. So I'm pretty excited to kind of jump into this. I know I played a few horror games on stream, like Pamali and stuff like that, but but like there's something about this game just is just so cool. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Now the next next one, I'm pretty excited about this. I don't know if many people are looking forward to this or not, but I, I thought I'll bring it up on this. Uh, the new Control expansion. So Control, the game that won Game of the Year from IGN. It was nominated for a lot of awards. A really, really great game. Very underrated game that I feel like people need to check out. So this comes from Matt Purcell from IGN. Control's next DLC expansion, AWE, will further explore the game's link to Alan Wake and provide answers for players who didn't quite understand what happened. Talking to Game Informer, Remedy, Remedy's creative director and writer Sam Lake has said that we can expect to learn much more about the Federal Bureau of Control's research into the Bright Falls incident when playing through AWE. We have this opportunity of, opportunity of looking back at what happened in Alan Wake and how does the Bureau see it, said Lake. Well, there was the otherworldly event that took place in Bright Falls, and they suddenly have this terminology. Have this terminology. We have people that say, I loved Alan Wake, but I didn't quite understand what happened, and now I play Control and I understand what happened in Alan Wake. They confirmed that AWE will definitely explore the events of Alan Wake. I can say that you will find out more about the Bureau's research on what happened in Alan Wake and where, where they are with it today. This is exciting just because, yeah, I, I really like Control. I'm going to be playing the DLC on my stream uh, at twitch.tv slash amandaman. Uh, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited to see how this goes, how this plays and, and you know, what this looks like and what, how, like what other story beats they can kind of bring from this. Um, I think this was definitely a very underrated game. It's always on discounts nowadays. I feel like if you haven't checked it out already it's, and it's on discount, just check it out. Trust me, it's, it's definitely worth it. It's a really, really great single player game. The next one is a very, you know, I think it's unfortunate news that apparently Titanfall 3 or whatever the new Titanfall game was has been cancelled. This comes from Joe Scrabble from IGN. There are no Titanfall games in development right now suggesting a Titanfall game tease last year may have been cancelled. But Respawn co-founder Vin Zampella wants to make a new game happen. Asked by IGN if the Titanfall franchise was over in an interview about the studio's 10th anniversary, Zampella explained, there's nothing currently in development, but it's always there. Last year, Zampella teased that there will be more Titanfall coming in 2019, with EA CEO Andrew Wilson subsequently mentioning a premium Titanfall game that will be a twist on the franchise. It's possible that teased game isn't being developed by one of the studios Zampella is responsible for and has been delayed, but it seems more likely to have been cancelled. 
This is unfortunate, but it just makes sense mainly because how because of how popular Apex Legends is. Uh, you know, a company like EA, you know, when one thing is going really well, they're not gonna be okay. Let's let's start branching out. Let's make a single player game that will, unfortunately, like kind of like Titanfall two might not sell as much. You know, and and I think at this point, with after Apex Legends, I think Titanfall two or the Titanfall brand name, the the stock has definitely gone up. At least, at least that's what I think. And uh, the interest in Titanfall two has been kind of growing over time from from what I can what I see, right? So I think it it would be perfect to kind of bring it on. You know, like it could be it doesn't need to be a sixty dollar game. It can be a thirty dollar game, and it's just single player. It can be a good six to eight hour, six to ten hour single player game, kind of like Titanfall two because Titanfall two single player was amazing. And you know, on the other end, they can be like, yeah, if you want multiplayer or whatever, we have Apex Legends. You know, so just play Apex Legends and stuff like that. So I I think I think it would be great, but it is hard to kind of imagine EA doing anything like that, you know, like it, it's just hard to kind of imagine them doing a, a, a Titanfall 3 unless they know it will be, it'll be like the new billion dollar franchise for them or something like that. It will be the game that makes them lots and lots of money every year. So it's unfortunate, but this is just kind of how it is when, especially when uh, an, an amazing IP like that is under a publisher, a publisher like like Electronic Arts and stuff like that, and we kind of see that with Activision as well. Although Activision has been trying to turn it around a little bit in terms of the games that they have been working on, on other than, uh, of course, Call of Duty. You know, like they they published Sekiro, for example, stuff like that. So, uh, and of course, now Tony Hawk as well. That's going to be coming out soon. So let's see. I'm I'm hoping that I I, I always like giving EA the benefit benefit of the doubt just because you know they have done so many good things. They have so so many great IPs. So it's, I think it's just also just a part of me that just wants something from them just something in terms of like you know understanding us as gamers and the types of games we love and the types of games that we love playing and maybe them kind of realizing you know the same way how they release a way out or unravel unravel to mirrors edge catalyst stuff like that and just saying you know what this next game is just single player it might not sell a lot but i know you guys are asking for it so here you go you know so hopefully hopefully we get something like that and there's, if there's a company that can afford to kind of make a game like that and, and take a loss on it it's definitely ea so so we'll see what happens uh the next thing is of course uh last week we had the big ghost of tsushima reveal and the the gameplay stuff and i remember i was kind of talking about how they haven't shown us anything and i was excited to kind of see what this was all about um i'm going to take bits and pieces from an ign article by jonathan dornbush where they just kind of go over the gameplay stuff and and what they kind of talked about but it looks pretty cool. It, it, it is kind of going on that minimalist HUD type thing, which I appreciate. Uh, the, ga the game looks really nice. Especially, it's, it's surprising that the game's running on PS4, which is crazy, like hardware-wise. So uh, I'm pretty excited about that. I love that they give you the option of it. The, in terms of the gameplay, you can go stealth or you can go, you know, full-blown full attack. But it kind of has like that really cool old-school Japanese movie vibe slash aesthetic and what, what, whatnot. Um, you can counter people and kill them in one blow, which is awesome. Um, I think it's just, for me, what I'm just worried about is, is is just reminding me of another Ubisoft game. And for some people, that's like the perfect game. You know, and like, okay, let's um, unlock this area. Let's go here. Let's let's clear this out. Let's do this check marks. Like uh, like all the, you know, whenever you enter a camp, you have a few a bonus or optional missions you can do. And, and that's like the thing I'm like, I don't know, like, I, I already knew that it was kind of open world, but when I was hoping for a more streamlined open world where it was, you know, everything, all the side missions and missions themselves were a bit more focused, and it wasn't just a thing of, like, okay, here's, like, a 
a huge base camp go take over this base camp or right, here's another base camp go go to this base camp as well uh, you know stuff like that and it just reminds me of like Assassin's Creed Odyssey and, and and literally like so many of these other games and and that was like the only turn off that I had I know a lot of people were like very excited about it because they were like oh this is like Assassin's Creed Japan and stuff like that and people were just excited about it in general so you know like props to them but like I I don't know I don't maybe I was the only one and you know that's uh, that's completely okay as well right I understand that people are excited about this I'm still gonna get this game day one it's not like I'm not gonna get it because I'm pretty excited to like play this game but I was just hoping in terms of what they had shown before and that's the way the game was being marketed or shown I was expecting almost obviously nothing like Last of Us but more Uncharted 4-ish you know where there are like full open world sections and you can kind of do missions and stuff like here and there but it was still very linear and very story focused and and stuff like that you know and and yeah i don't know maybe i don't know why i expected that i guess maybe because you know uh, they are like is this a sucker point they made infamous games and infamous games that were a little similar similar as well but i don't know just the whole idea of going to a camp and doing that and and going to another camp and be, and then you know oh you can be stealthy or you can you know just go full like gun not really guns blazing more like swords blazing but you can just kind of go in and, and get everyone uh, you know, and then uh, obviously they have like the whole customization thing. You can get like cool armor and stuff like that, which which looks cool. So I don't know. I I I'm I'm still I'm still looking forward to this game. I like that it's minimalistic in terms of how they want you to approach missions and the information they give you. I do appreciate that for sure. Uh, but yeah, it's not it's not like the same as Last of Us Part Two where I'm just so excited about the story. I'm just so excited to know what happens in that game. Uh, you know, and that game is obviously very very linear. Uh, versus you know of course something like Ghost of Tsushima where I'm you know it's like as I said it I'm like I'll get a day one but I'm like you know like depends on what what else is in July if there's any other game that are that's calling to me and if I'm too busy it just makes sense for me to just wait until it's on or it's on sale or even just get it when the PS5 comes out right I don't know it's just there's just nothing about it that's really calling to me and of course around that time when the reviews come out we'll have a better idea as well and another thing that Sucker Punch said this is again coming from Jonathan Dornbush that apparently this will be Sucker Punch's biggest game ever. So, you know, that's also another thing to take take into consideration. I don't know if that means in terms of map or in terms of the storyline, in terms of the length, but you know, it's it's it should be cool. It should be interesting to see how they how they kind of implement the story beats of this game in a, in an open world game like that. And again, this is based on just the gameplay they showed us. So, it's possible that this game is ex- extremely linear and the stuff that they showed us was the more open world part, not the serious mission the linear mission type stuff right so like it's kind of it's almost like you know like the spider-man missions for example where when you're doing the missions they are it 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 just feels a little bit more linear it's not like okay just go and do this uh area like kill everyone in this area or like not really kill but you go and take over this area and come back it's more like when you go to that area that area for somehow relates to the story i I feel like i'm not doing a good job of explaining but for anyone that's played Assassin's Creed odyssey or even origins and and are seeing this like you'll know what i'm saying it's just kind of going to like a new camp and taking over that camp and then coming out you know so let's see but i'm i'm, I'm still excited for this game and i look forward to seeing uh what that game is all about in the future uh the next one is the whole thing that happened with unreal engine 5 and and ps5 and how there was like a reveal of the ps5 gameplay it looked beautiful it looked really cool and then tim sweeney came out and said that this is not this is only possible on ps5 then it came out that um, the, the game actually runs pretty well on an RTX 2070 Super uh, graphics card or like an RTX 2070 Super or RTX 2080, which is obviously NVIDIA GPUs on, on those laptops. And 
so obviously so there was all this stuff of, of like okay Tim Sweeney saying that this can only be done on PS5 because of the SSD but then you know there's all these reports that are actually runs uh, as the same if not better on these on these laptops and all these GPUs uh, and you know obviously these a year old or year and a half old GPUs so since that demo uh, Sweeney came out and he said that um, there are obviously the people were also pointing out that there are already PC SSDs that are capable of roughly matching the speeds of, of the PS5 um, but basically Tim Sweeney kind of explained that theoretical numbers don't really tell the whole story uh, in a series of tweets posted recently on his account um, as a PS5's architecture is simply just much, much more efficient in this regard. He did mention that the work Intel is doing on non-volatile NV, okay, that, you know, that's too technical. The reason I, my, the way I kind of described this whole article, actually I've, I completely forgot to like tell you about <laughs> where this article is from. This is from Alessio Palumbo from WCCF Tech. Um, but yeah, there was, it was too technical and everything like that. But basically, the idea is that the main claim was from from Tim Sweeney that no, this is only be this is only possible thanks to the PS5 SSD, and of course, all this other stuff is coming out that it's on Xbox Series X or uh, it's on all these laptops and stuff like that. And then basically, he's saying that no, it's you know, I, I, it's, it's it's just back and forth in terms of developers. Some developers are like, yeah, no, PS5 SSDs are a game changer. Uh, and then obviously other people are like, yeah, but it works on like a regular laptop with this RTX 2080 uh, with an NVMe or like an SSD uh, in general. So we won't know any of this until later on, until like, you know, we actually see this and get our hands on it and stuff like that. But I just kind of wanted to put that in there because it did look really good. Like if any of those games look anything like that, like, wow, that's just, that's just amazing. Uh, the next one it comes from Tom Ivan from Video Games Chronicles. Uh, this is about Sony PS5 exclusives maybe being revealed soon. Company president and CEO Kenichiro Yoshida announced the plan during Sony's corporate strategy meeting on Tuesday. He said increased speed enhanced sensory per perceptions generated by PS5 DualSense controller and sound delivered in 3D audio will combine to create a revolutionary and more immersive next-gen console game experience. Games for the PS5 that deliver this new game experience are being made by both first and third party developers and we plan to introduce a compelling lineup of titles soon. Com commenting on the impact of the coronavirus last week, Sony said major problems have not arisen in the game software development pipeline for Sony's own first party studios or its partner studios. So I mean I, I guess this is again more likely associated or kind of talking about the fact that we will be hearing or learning about stuff that happened in June so I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, at least People on Sony's side are coming out and kind of talking about it in general, just kind of mentioning it here and there. So we should be, we should be hopefully hearing about it soon. I'm pretty excited about it just because I think it's because the Sony's been just playing this, this weird game where they're just going to be, they're just quiet. And just because, because they are so quiet and every time Xbox comes out and does something, people look towards PS5 and go like, all right, your turn. And then Xbox does something and they're like, okay, no PS5, like seriously, what, like Sony, come on. And then Xbox does something else and they go back to Sony. They're like, yo, guys, what? Like, seriously, come here. And, and you know, like, it, it just keeps going back. And, and people, every time Microsoft does something, people go towards Sony or they flock towards Sony with more interest. So it's just working to the point where people are getting more and more hyped for what Sony will show. You know, so, like, let's see what happens. I'm excited for June that way. And with that, we can go on to the next topic, which is games that I have been playing. I've been playing a lot of Rainbow Six Siege. I really love that game. I've been streaming that as well. Uh, it's just such an amazing game. I, it's so fun to play with friends. I, I would. I don't know if I would be fully able to get into this if I was still playing this alone. But what a game! And I've already talked about this. So Rainbow Six Siege. It's really cheap. It, like it's in Canada, the deluxe edition is like thirteen dollars, and the real, the regular one is eleven. I think it's better to buy the deluxe one just because you get more of the operators. 
but it's so worth it to to get that game. I, I, I seriously, um, WWE Two K Twenty, even though it's broken, like it's just fun to play with friends. So me and my friends just get together. We play that all the time, and it's it it is it is pretty good that way. So it, it's pretty exciting. I think uh you know, it is pretty cheap. If you are looking to for like a WWE game and Two K Nineteen isn't cheap or Two K Eighteen isn't cheap or available like that. 2K20 is not that bad that way. It, again, if you get it for really cheap, especially since the gold edition, which has all the DLC and stuff like that, is like in Canada is like $25 or whatever, or like $23. Uh, that way is worth it. Uh, my friends and I, we were, we're we're kind of all big fans of Road Rash, and we kind of wanted to try out uh, this game called Road Redemption because it was on a discount. And it turns out that game has no online. So it has couch co-op, and we all bought that game. And uh, basically, it had no online uh, on it. And like we were like okay like what the hell and like we looked everywhere online there was some some forums or, or or some stuff on Steam where people were talking about how there is online and yeah you can connect with people but like we tried connecting like for so long whenever we clicked on find server or whatever so even if we're not able to play with each other like that of course we can share play with one person which is which kind of stuck for four people because it's four of us but even if we're trying to like we can do that with two people fine we can do co-op like in-person co-op okay that's obviously not going to happen right now thanks to the pandemic so and it probably won't happen for a very long time so the only thing we could do is okay let's try getting on the server then going online and maybe we'll get matched right and we couldn't even find a server so it's not even that you know it's like we all of us are looking for a server at the same time so it's not even that like you know there's not players because there's four people at least looking for it but there's i get i don't know if they complete the servers off i don't think they have because the Twitter, uh, uh, the Twitter page for that game is still pretty active, and nowhere I could find anything about it being off or whatever into the servers. But I just want to bring that up for anyone that might be considering buying that game. Like, yeah, like that was upsetting, and I obviously couldn't get in touch with anyone on their side as well. Was uh, like I, I tried to like get in touch with someone on Twitter or whatever, but Twitter they've kind of blocked all all DMs or or messages and stuff like that. Uh, but that was upsetting because uh, it does look pretty cool, and I'm a big fan of Road Rash, and I thought that would be like a really cool game to play. With friends online, I, again, couch co-op would be perfect, but I'm talking about online right now. Again, we have to understand the position we're in with everything that's happening in the world, but like, you know, whatever. Um, the other game I've been playing here and there is Steep, which is actually pretty fun because I was a big SSX fan and I never really gave that much of a chance to Steep just because it looked too realistic in terms of, I just like that arcade kind of style of all these games. Uh, but surprisingly, not bad. Like I've ne- I haven't really played too long, maybe like an hour or so. But like so far, it's been pretty interesting. Like it's not, you're not doing like over the top moves or anything like that. A lot of the move sets are pretty simplistic, but it's still pretty fun. Like I'm like, okay, this is not bad. You can switch to like a wingsuit. You can switch to skiing and stuff like that. So I'm pretty excited to kind of keep playing. I also jumped into EA Access just to try out a few games. I had this weird craving to play uh, a racing game. So I was playing Burnout Paradise uh, for a bit. Uh, it's just not the same as um, Burnout Revenge. I think that was like my favorite Burnout game. So like I was playing Burnout Paradise and I remember playing that on the 360 like way back. And uh, yeah, like it, it was fun. I was like doing it, playing it for a while. And I'm like, I don't know, like it's just, it just wasn't hitting, hitting the spot for some reason. Um, I don't know, like it's, I'm getting like a racing craving. I don't know if I just need to play Mario Kart or Crash Nitro Team Racing or whatever or or something else. But uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just want, I just want a racing game that's kind of arcadey. But I don't know, it just, it just hit the right spot. Maybe Need for Speed Heat. I, maybe I gotta try that out. I don't know. But I, I just I just kind of wanted to try that out. And um, the last game I was playing recently, which is really, really, I'm, I'm really liking this game, is Life is Strange 2. Uh, just episode one so far. I haven't really finished it. So me and my girlfriend were playing this and really, really liking this. This is, 
first of all, graphically, it looks way better than the first one. It's an amazing job in terms of how they up the resolutions, uh, not the resolution, I guess, but like the graphical fidelity and the textures and everything like that. And it just runs really well as well. And it's obviously, I'm playing this on Xbox Game Pass, which is another reason why people should jump on Xbox Game Pass. And yeah, it just it's just really great. I think um, also me, myself being an immigrant and stuff like that, um, the story was just, you know, just a cool, sto cool story dealing with these immigrant kids and stuff like that. And it's just very interesting. I really like it so far. Obviously, I'm not going to talk about Story Beast too much just because I don't want to, I don't want to ruin it for anyone. Um, you know, I, I think there should be like a, a limitation in terms of like, it may be like five years later, we can talk about it. But in general, like, I think it's, it's a game that's worth your time. Uh, it's really, if you play Life is Strange, Life is Strange 1, this is just kind of like that, or even any of the Telltale games, uh, very relaxed game. You know, it's not a game that is like super challenging or anything like that. It's more a game that's focused on telling you a story. And I think, you know, right now everyone's excited to watch or interested in watching stuff on Netflix, on Prime, on Hulu, stuff like that. This is kind of like that. It's like one day you can just you can just kind of sit down and, and, and have your popcorn, have your, I, I don't know, hot cocoa. I don't know. What the fuck do people drink at night? But like hot cocoa or something like that. And you're like, all right, let's just play this game or something, you know? And this is like such a such a perfect game, such a great game. So I, I definitely recommend that. Um, that's kind of the games I've been playing. Uh, of course, I'm just waiting for Last of Us Part 2 at this point. When, once that game comes, I'm just going to fully dedicate myself to that. And I have to get back into Nino Kuni 2 as well. I know I've kind of slacked off. On that, I'm going to be trying to play uh, the Control DLC uh, either today or tomorrow. And also the um, Deep Rock Galactic, which is another a PC game. I'm going to be playing that with friends. So there's a few things I have in mind. But... But yeah, like I, I, I just, I just spread myself everywhere, and then what happens in the end is I just go back to playing Rainbow Six Siege or WWE Two K Twenty with my friends, and that's it. That's like how my night ends in the end, you know. So I do need to kind of focus on a game rather than playing games for like 10, 15 minutes or something like that. So now for this week, the unput downable topic. Uh, this is something that keep kept coming up here and there, and I kind of want to bring it up too. Um, is base is Sony going to announce the price of PS Five? after Microsoft announces the price for the Xbox Series X. This is something that's been going uh, going around quite a bit, that people, uh, that Sony's playing, playing chicken with with Microsoft, waiting for them to announce their price and stuff like that. And I think like, I think at this point, based on what's happening, because people keep assuming that if Sony comes out and says their price is $4.99, Xbox will come out or, or Microsoft will come off, come out and then say, oh, we're going to release ours at $3.99. Microsoft, like considering how powerful the Xbox Series X is, there's no way they can sell that game at uh, sell that console at three nine nine, right? That's going to be taking a, taking a huge loss, which just makes no sense. Uh, and I think at this point, Sony honestly does not care at all in terms of revealing the price because maybe I think at this point they've seen the kind of conversations people are having, the kind of uh, reports that are coming out in terms of the possible prices. And also the fact that most people have kind of all basically already kind of decided or fixated on the fact that it's going to be around $4.99 and that's an acceptable price. You know, people are like, okay, $4.99, I guess that makes sense. All right, fine, whatever, we'll deal with it. So they're like, you know what, we'll, we'll just announce the price later. We don't really care about the price right now. Why? Because we have two big PS4 games coming out right now. We have Last of Us Part Two coming out in June. We have uh, uh, Ghost of Tsushima in July, and we also have our VR game, Iron Man VR, coming in between that. So that I, I think at this point, they're like, why would we want to come out and announce anything big PS5 related like that? You know, because 
revealing PS5 and stuff like that is, is different in a way because it's just revealing the PS5. But then once you put a price on it, it will kind of get people actively deciding whether or not they should buy something or not buy something in terms of PlayStation. You get what I'm saying? Like, it, it, because it, once once the price comes out, they're like, okay, so this game is this console is going to be five hundred dollars. Why why should I spend at least in Canada ninety dollars to five hundred dollars of USD as well? I, I feel like I should stick to one uh, thing, but we'll, we'll stick to USD. So they're gonna be like, okay, this is gonna be coming out five hundred dollars. Why would people be like, all right, you know what? I'm just gonna buy a sixty dollar game, this Last of Us Part Two, and then you know uh, play it on my on my PS4. And then, like, of course, like, on the side, save money for my PS5. You know, it's basically because they have to kind of distribute that money at that point already. I'm not saying that people aren't saving money already for the PS5 just because, you know, they're kind of already preparing. But once you announce that price, that kind of makes it all real that, oh, you know what? No, now I do need to save save money. Uh, you know, I know I'm going, like, in, in, in circles or going on tangents and stuff like that. But basically, the idea is that I think it makes sense for them to kind of keep the price quiet for a while until everything is out all their exclusives are done everything when it comes to ps4 and when, when it comes to you buying games for ps4 is done then they're like okay we're done with ps4 we don't need to buy we need we don't need to make them buy ps4 anymore if they want to keep buying it of course that's fine now let's announce the price because now we want you want to tell you that okay start saving you know start saving because the ps5 is coming out in november so i think that's kind of what their mentality is um, I know there were like reports and stuff here and there initially that they're waiting for Microsoft and then Microsoft is kind of doing the same. Now they're like, no, we're going to be waiting for, we're going to be waiting for PlayStation and it's just back and forth. And I'm excited to see kind of how this unfolds just because it, it'll be, it'll be funny or it'll be interesting if, you know, a PS5 or, or PS5 or Sony is kind of aware of this and they kind of release a, a price of, we're going to, we're going to uh, put our game, put our console out for $600. And then Xbox is like, oh yeah, we're, we're going to be doing our, ours for 500 And then Sony's like, nah, we were joking. Ours is going to be $400. And you know, and it's like, it'll, it'll be funny if they kind of do this weird price match thing that kind of you've seen with NVIDIA and AMD on the GPU side, on the GPU market. Uh, I'm excited to kind of see if something like that does happen. But like the more and more I wait for all this, the more and more I realize that Sony honestly does not care at this point. Just because of the way their marketing, their quiet marketing has been working on the background with Microsoft kind of firing on our cylinders and everyone's still being excited for Sony. You know, for them, it's like, why do we need to announce the, uh, announce the price? They already have a price in mind. They know how it's going to cost. They know how much of a loss they're willing to take. They're like, we already have a price in mind. Right now, we're not going to announce anything because we want people to keep paying for stuff on, on PS4. We don't want any of them to stop selling or stop buying, sorry, for PS4, stop buying any games. And like, obviously like, you know, you might be like, no, but like a lot of people like love Last of Us and there's gonna be backward compatibility and people will just buy Last of Us Part 2 and then keep it for PS5. But that's not the case for everyone, right? Like, it's like you know, a lot of people, a majority of people really, really have to work hard to make sure that $60 to be able to buy a video game. It's not like, you know, you just have money just lying around. You're like, ah, one game here, one game there, two game here, three game here. Like, it's, it's not like that for everyone, right? So a lot of people do have to, think and worry about how much they're actually willing to spend or how much they can spend. So it makes sense that if they, uh, if a Last of Us Part 2 and Ghost of Tsushima and Iron Man VR and VR in general is still in, in that space and they want you to buy it, if b before that they're like, oh, by the way, the console $500. Obviously, the PS fans are like, 
yeah, but I wanted to buy Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us Part 2. That's $120. And I, I also wanted to buy Iron Man VR along with the VR headset. That's going to be like another like $200 or something like that. Why don't I just save that money? Why don't I just put that? Because I, I love PlayStation so much. Uh, these games are going to be backwards compatible either way. Why don't I just save this money, put it aside, and you know just keep playing the games I have. And once the PS5 comes out, I'll buy these games then. Sony doesn't want that, right? Like Sony obviously wants you to keep buying the games forever, but they don't want that to there to be a dip in sales and then a, a small like rise here and there. They want they want to show their investors and stuff that look this game came out. Look at our stock price <laughs> bumping up because the sales we're getting and stuff like that. So I think like uh, again this is like you know this is just kind of what I'm thinking in my brain, right? Like again like this is just my thoughts. Uh, what what the way I'm kind of interpreting all this. Uh, and of course I could be I can be completely wrong. This could be just. Sony just waiting. They're like, yeah, we're waiting. We're waiting for Microsoft because we we are we will announce the price tomorrow. If Sony, uh, if Microsoft comes out and announces the price today, you know, maybe that's the thought process there. But that, that's kind of what I'm like. The way I'm thinking is that there's a reason that they're not announcing it is because they don't need to right now because there's so much happening in the world of PS4. Whereas in the case of Microsoft, there's not happening too much, right? So there, so I can see them releasing a price, and even then, I feel like if Xbox. Again, like obviously, like I said, this is my perspective. If Xbox does release the price tomorrow or today, I can still see Sony waiting until like August or like end June or like end July, sorry. Not even, let's just say like August was the plan. They might push it to after Ghost of Tsushima, right? Like I can totally see that like happening as well that here, this is our price, by the way. You know, like I just, I just don't see, I just, based on like my friends, right? Because I, I, I know I'm more on the hardcore gamer side in terms of my love for gaming, but I, I have a lot of friends who are casual gamers and they play one or two games and they barely buy video games here and there. And I finally convinced one of them to buy Rainbow Six Siege recently, which was again for 13 Canadian dollars, right? Like it was cheap. So like, you know, kind of seeing their perspectives, I can see when, if, if you know, it's like, oh, PS5 is coming out, will you buy it? They're like, they're like, yeah. But it's like, you know, when I'm like, oh, by the way, Last of Us Part 2 is coming out, this is coming out. It's more like, oh, how much is that game? It's like, oh, $60, right? Each of them obviously is full price games. Then it's kind of like, uh, I'll wait, you know, I'll wait for a discount. I'll, I'll wait for like a, like a little bit later, right? Like it, it's just, it, it's more, it's more important to gauge how casual gamers or how like the mainstream audience will kind of react to the price point and the price reveal in general. Rather than like, you know, just us hardcore gamers that are, you know, obviously going to buy the, the latest and greatest games, uh, even if it's on discount or not. And obviously with everything that's happening with the pandemic, people are, you know, obviously are not, the purchasing power has gone down for a lot of people. So I can see that being a, a big problem. But I think it's, it's only, Sony is just waiting to review the price until all their exclusives and everything that they have relating to PS4 is done because they still want you, like they just announced a limited edition Last of Us Part 2 PS4 Pro. Like, why would they announce the PS5 price if they have something like that? And they want you to buy it. It's not like Sony doesn't want you to buy it, right? Sony wants you to be like, oh man, I already have a PS4 Pro, but that limited edition one looks so good. Like, I'm tempted, right? Because I'm like, damn, that looks so good. But like, it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's if, if the price of PS5 is there and it's set in stone that, by the way, it's coming out in November, this is the price, that makes it all real for people. And then when people are looking to buy more PS4 related stuff, automatically your brain might go, look, I could buy that or you know what? I already have Rainbow Six. I already have Destiny 2. I already have Call of Duty or God of War or this or that. Uh, let me just save this money. Let me just save this money. I'll, I'll buy, I'll, I'll save this for my PS5. And I think that's what's going to happen. And then you'll just see, they might just see a huge decline in sales for PS4. So that's kind of my opinion. Of course, I could be wrong. 
And of course, you know, please message me, email me, uh, any thoughts you have about the, the stuff that I talked about, about the episode, and kind of what your thoughts on uh, are, are uh, in terms of why Sony isn't revealing a price uh, for the PS5 and why they've been taking so long in general. Of course, like, you know, let me know, email me at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. You can also join me on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash amandaman. Uh, of course, my links are in the description, so don't worry about that. If you, if you, you know, I mean, as I'm saying everything, you can't note it down. But yeah, join me on the streams. I'm playing Control, uh, most likely today, uh, playing Deep Rock Galactic, uh, playing some Bioshock 2 DLC as well. Uh, I'm going to be playing more Rainbow Six Siege and WWE with some of my friends. So it's like a really fun stream, really chill stream. Come join, talk to me, talk to me about games you've been playing, uh, what your interests are, what, you, what you're thinking about the gaming industry as a whole, and just your thoughts in general. And thank you so much and hope everyone is keeping safe, uh, keeping uh, taking care of themselves. And I hope to see everyone next week, next Wednesday. Bye.